Amen. Let's get to work. Because uh, I believe that God has brought us together. I believe God has assembled some people here at, at, at Farm Hill Church. I believe God is putting the pieces together, amen, for us, amen, to do something for the kingdom of God. Amen. I believe, amen, that God has, uh, if you will, a spiritual blueprint that he has laid out for us. And he's got one, amen, for your life. He's got one for you individually, amen. But I also believe that God has one for us corporately as a body of Christ. And he has something that he needs us to do, that he wants us to do, that he desires us to do in these last days. I believe that he that, that he's not done yet, that he's still, amen, a miracle-working God, that he's still a Savior, that he's still a deliverer, that he's still bringing people off of drugs and alcohol and everything else, uh, amen, that has them bound up in their lives. And he is, uh, amen, still a miracle worker that wants to do something in our lives and in our midst today. Amen? And I believe we're going to kick us off, amen, today. Amen. Let's get to work. Amen. And today I want to focus on prayer. As we begin to think about prayer, I mean, there's so many examples in the Bible. There's so many places that we could go to and talk about, amen, prayer and take examples, amen, from the Word of God. And uh, as I begin to think about it, I mean, I, I picked one that maybe is not the most popular, maybe the one that's not preached quite as often, amen. But I, one I believe, amen, that God has laid out for this morning for us, I mean, here at uh, Farm Hill Church for this morning amen, to begin to lead us in the direction, amen, of let's get to work. Amen, I believe this prayer is powerful this morning. Amen, I believe it's got some things in it, amen, that is going to bless us, amen, today. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to the book of First Chronicles chapter number 4. 1 Chronicles chapter number 4. Hallelujah. I found my way back. I had a, I had a ribbon in there, so that was good. Amen. First Chronicles chapter number four. Amen. As you're turning there, Amen. If if you how many's ever I mean you don't have to raise your hand. I want to ask you to raise your hand. But if you've ever read through the Bible, you come to these places in the Bible where it goes, and so and so begot so and so, and then so and so begot so and so. And then so-and-so begot so-and-so. And then so-and-so had another so-and-so, and he had two so-and-sos, and then that so-and-so begot another. You understand what I'm saying? And if you be honest with yourselves, and I'm honest with myself this morning, sometimes when I come to those places, I just go, swipe right. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> amen. I don't need to know, amen, all these, all these names. I can't pronounce half of them anyway, and I would sound funny if I tried to. Amen. But. We're in the middle, 1 Chronicles chapter number 4, we're in the middle of one of these sections of so-and-so begot so-and-so. In fact, it is the longest genealogy in the Bible. It goes all the way from chapter 1 all the way to chapter 9. It covers all the way from Adam to King David's grandchildren. It covers 3,000 years of Israel's history. And it is just name after name after name after name over and over and over and over again. But right in the middle of this section of names that we would often skip over are two verses that we're going to take this morning as our text. Amen. Two verses that talk about, amen, this man called Jabez. Anybody ever heard Jabez before? Amen. He's probably not one of the most popular ones, right? Because in this list, you'll find Adam. You'll find Noah. You'll find Shem. You'll find, uh, you'll find Abraham. 
You'll find Isaac. You'll find Jacob. You'll find Judah. You'll find King David. You'll find Solomon and all these popular names that we know and understand. But in the midst of this, the author of the book of 1 Corinthians doesn't stop and give us a history of some of these people, but he stops at this man called Jabez. And he talks about a prayer that Jabez prayed. And that's what we're going to focus on this morning, the prayer of Jabez. 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Y'all bow your heads and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, God, this morning, God, as we come to this section of Scripture, and we come to this prayer, we come, amen, to this moment, amen, in the Word of God, amen, to the prayer of Jabez. I pray, God, that you would just open up our hearts, open up our minds, open up our spirits to receive this and craft a word down inside of our hearts. Let it change us. Let it transform us. Let it uh, carry us on into what you want us to do. God, as we move into this season, God, of, of letting you work in our lives, God, and uh, amen, come to this place, amen, where we understand it's time to get to work in the kingdom of God, or that you would just uh, move in our hearts and lives, God, and apply this word to it in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, the first point, amen, this morning I want to make, uh, I want to point out to you is this. Jabez is called a man of constant sorrow. Some of y'all remember that, right? Some of y'all went immediately, amen, to, uh, uh, to, uh, to the movie, amen, and to, uh, uh, oh, brother, where art thou, whatever the case may be. But Jabez is really a man of constant sorrow. Uh, in fact, his name, as we read it here in the scripture, his name literally means he will cause pain. Think about that just for a minute. His mother named him pain and sorrow. Think about this. I mean, has anybody ever had a nickname? Anybody got a nickname right now? I mean, I'll tell y'all some of mine. Y'all don't, don't have to tell me yours. Amen. Most of y'all know I was always called Little Tony growing up. Um, I don't know how little I am anymore, but, amen, I still get called that every once in a while. Amen. I was called Tony Maroney. Come on. Tony Baloney. Tony Macaroni. Tony Boney. Hey man, I was also, this is one you probably don't know, I, I was called Shaq in high school when I played basketball. War number 32 and my last name Shackle. They shortened it to Shaq because one of my uh, coaches and one who was also one of our teachers, he couldn't spell it and he couldn't say it. So he just said, your name forevermore is Shaq. I said, okay. Amen. But some of us have had nicknames throughout our lives. Some of us have been called different things, amen, in our lives. But, amen, uh, uh, sometimes, amen, maybe those things were in fun or maybe those things uh, were in jest or maybe those things were, uh, you know, uh, in good humor or whatever the case may be. But if we'll be honest with ourselves, uh, we've probably all been called some things that weren't so nice. You probably, some of you, have been labeled with some things, amen, that are not so nice. And think about Jabez just for a minute because in ancient Israel culture, in ancient Jewish culture, your name meant something. 
It had, it, today we just call them something because it sounds good or we like the way it works or it's got the certain number of letters that we want in it or whatever the case may be or it starts with the right letter. But back then, I mean, your name actually meant something. It had a meaning behind it. It was actually almost prophetic in a sense. It, it kind of talked about, I mean, what is this person going to be like? What is this person going to live like? I mean, who are they going to be? What is their personality and their character going to be? Jabez, can you imagine growing up as Jabez? Every time you hear the name Jabez, all you hear is, you're going to cause pain. You're going to bring sorrow to people's lives. You're going to be a pain in the neck of everybody you come in contact with. Think about how, I mean, think about it. Jabez on the playground, right? And they're picking teams. And you go down and, you know, there's Jehoiakim. Amen. Come on over, Jehoiakim. Amen. And there's Joshua. Joshua, come on over, Joshua, to our side. And you get down to the very end. I mean, who in the world is going to pick Jabez on their team? Right? Think about the way, amen, that this man had to live, amen, his life, amen, forever being reminded that he's a pain. But I'm here to tell you something this morning. I don't care what it is, amen, that people have called you. I don't care what it is that people say about you. I don't care what it is, amen, that people label you as. Amen. God is not concerned, uh, amen, about your past. God is not concerned about who you were. God is not concerned about what you've been, uh, amen, into in your life. Uh, amen. God has a plan uh, and a purpose for your life. Uh, he's got a blueprint for you, uh, and he can change your name if he needs to. Amen. He did it for Jacob. You know, Jacob means heel catcher, supplanter, deceiver. God said, no more. He'll be called no more. Jacob, I'm going to call you Israel. Amen. He who struggles with God. Amen. Because he wrestled with the Lord. Amen. And he got that. He said, I'm not letting go of you until you bless me. Amen. And he did. He held on to God. Amen. And he might not have been perfect. And you and I are not perfect. Amen. But God is not looking always for perfection. He's looking for direction in your life. And he's looking for you. Amen. To move into the, uh, to the blueprint, to the area that he has for you. Jabez is called a man of constant sorrow. But number two, point number two is this. Jabez called on the name of the Lord. Or he called on the God of Israel. And I want to talk about this prayer, and I want to break this prayer down, amen, for us today. His, his prayer, amen, begins with uh, this statement, amen, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. You see, Jabez calls on the name of the Lord, <laughs> He begins to say, God, I know, amen, that, uh, amen, what my name means. I know that I've got this moniker on my, on my life. I know that there are people that are looking at me, and every time I hear my name, I'm reminded, amen, of this pain. I'm reminded of this sorrow that I'm supposedly, amen, that's my destiny. That's my purpose in life. I have no hope. I have nothing beyond this. But, amen, Jabez says, you know what, I'm not going to sit here and stew, amen, in my own self-pity and sorrow. I'm not going to choose to allow myself to be defined by who I once was or who th people think that I am. He said, I'm going to step out because I believe in the God of Israel. I believe, I believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I believe in a God, amen, that's able, amen, to, to answer my prayer today. And he cries out this first part. He says, oh, God, indeed. It's, it's interesting because if you bless me indeed. If you read the Hebrew, 
the original language this was written in, the word for blessed is repeated. It's used twice. So in other words, what Jabez is really saying is he's speaking this, amen, in Hebrew. He is saying, oh, Lord, that you would bless, bless me. In other words, what he's saying is, God, I know that you are able to bless me. But, God, I don't want you to stop there. Because, God, I know you've got more that you are able to do in my life. So, God, uh, amen, once you've blessed me and I want your blessing, God, uh, he said, I want this. Uh, I said, when you get done blessing me, God, uh, just go ahead and bless me once more. God, he said, I don't uh, just want a single portion uh, of your blessing on my life. Uh, I want a double portion uh, of your spirit uh, to be upon me. Amen. I want to be blessed, but I want to be blessed indeed. <laughs> amen. I want to, amen, there be no shadow of a doubt uh, that there is blessing in my life uh, and where it came from. Amen. How many know it's okay to ask God and pray for the blessings of God to be upon you? Did you know that's okay? <laughs> amen. Some people get, uh, amen, twisted up on it now and then, right? And we think, well, maybe I'm not supposed to ask for the blessings of God on my life. Maybe I'm just, uh, amen, supposed to do this or that or just, uh, amen, look to the needs of others or whatever the case may be. Let me say this. You can't be the blessing that you need to be to somebody else, amen, if you're not receiving the blessing of God in your life to begin with. Amen. You can't walk around with your head down and your heart empty and your spirit, uh, amen, not where it needs to be at, not strong enough, uh, amen, to help somebody that's in need. Amen. It's okay to pray out and say, God, bless me uh, indeed. Amen. I, I pray sometimes the prayer, amen, God, uh, amen, just bless me and my family. Touch us. Amen. Whatever it is, I'm not just asking for financial. I'm not just asking, amen, for a bank account. Amen. I'm asking God for the spiritual blessings upon our lives. I'm asking God for protection for my children and for my wife. I'm asking God, amen, to bless us and bless us indeed. Amen. I believe we could all say this morning, amen, we need the blessings of God in our lives. God bless me indeed. Hallelujah. The second thing Jabez prayed for is enlarged territory. He says, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Expand my borders. Increase, God, my influence. God, stretch me out beyond what seems to be my current limitations. God, expand my territory. Now, Jabez is obviously, during the time that he's praying, he's probably praying, amen, specifically, amen, for uh, uh, the, the conquest of the promised land. He's saying, God, amen, there is a, there's a promise that you've given us. There's territory that you've laid out. Amen. There, there are, amen, borders, amen, that you have set, amen, that are the, the limits of our inheritance. And God, we want to receive uh, those inheritances. Uh, amen. We want to receive those blessings in our life. But he says, uh, you know what, God? Uh, amen. Take me even beyond that. Expand my territory. Expand, uh, amen, my sphere of influence, amen, in the world. Can I tell you, I, I want to spoil our alert. We, I was going to get to it at the end, but I'll go ahead and tell you now. Amen. God, we know God answered his prayer at the end. 
because the Bible says so, right? So I know, number one, it's okay to pray for the blessings of God because at the end the Bible says God granted him what he requested. It's okay for me to pray for God to expand my borders and to expand my territory because I know that God answered this man's prayer because he prayed it out of a heart, amen, that was praying toward God, not out of selfishness, but out of selflessness, amen. He says, God, enlarge my territory. We know God answers this prayer, amen. If you were to look back in 1 Chronicles chapter number 2, verse number 55, there is a, I mean, I mentioned this at the beginning, but Amen. This this man, Jabez, these verses that we read here are the only verses in the Bible that mention him by name. But there's this verse back in 1 Chronicles chapter 2, verse 55, that names a city called Jabez. And most, amen, scholars believe that this is referring to and named after this particular man that we're talking about here that prayed this prayer, Jabez. And if you read the, the clans and the, the families, amen, that lived in this city called Jabez, they were the scholars of the day. They were the ones writing down and copying and moving along the law of God. They were dedicated to the service of God and the advancement of His kingdom. I know that God answered the prayer of Jabez when he said, God, enlarge my territory, amen, because he was able to establish a place, uh, amen, to expand uh, his influence out into the world. A place, amen, where people could find the Word of God. A place where people could find, uh, amen, God himself, amen. What a, what a blessing, uh, amen, in this man's life. But we can pray that same prayer today. God, enlarge my territory. Amen. I believe we can pray this prayer not only for us individually, but I believe we should be praying that prayer for us as a church. God, expand our territory. God, push the walls out. Amen. God, expand our area of influence. God, expand the places, amen, that we are, are, are able to reach into. Expand the, the people, God, that we are able to reach with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Whatever it is, God, and maybe God's got some things, amen, in your life. Maybe God has, has, has got some plans and, and purposes for you that He is wanting to fulfill in your life. Maybe there's some callings upon your life that you know is there. There's some, there's some things that God has been burning down in your spirit and down in your heart, amen, to do some things for the kingdom of God, but you're, you've been holding back because you're not sure. Or, amen, you, you just want waiting to see, is this really God or what, is this something else or whatever the case may be. Amen, I think it's time for us to pray as a body of Christ, God, expand my territory. God, enlarge my borders. God, stretch me out. God, let me realize, amen, that I may not be just bound, amen, in this one place where I am, but God, stretch me out, amen, to do your will in my life. I want to pray this. God, open up doors of opportunity for me to share the gospel. Open up doors. You know, it's, it's hard, especially when COVID was going on. Thank God some of that's, we're getting out of some of that. We're still in it, but we're kind of getting out of it. I don't know how to explain it. But, hey man, there was a period of time there where you couldn't go anywhere. You weren't supposed to go meet at somebody's house. You're six feet apart. 
right? Amen. They shut us down. We quit going to work, amen, because we were afraid too many people were going to be in the office at the same time. Amen. You couldn't get around people. I believe it was nothing more than the demonic powers of hell, amen, that were trying to not only uh, inflict people with sicknesses and stuff, but it was trying to destroy the churches and the influence of the church, and it did a pretty good job of it. Amen. We need to get back to the place, amen, where we say, God, open up doors of opportunity for me to share the gospel, wherever that is and whoever that is and however that is. God, open up yourself, amen, to the Lord and allow him to work through you. God, put people in my path that I can mentor and minister to. See, the thing is, I mean, sometimes we're, we're good at, as Christians about telling people about God and who Jesus is and those kind of things, but we need to mentor people. I mean, it's not always going to be the first time that you share the gospel of Jesus Christ with somebody and they're just going to go, oh, yeah, absolutely, let me just turn my life over to him right now. It's usually not going to happen that way. It's going to take time, and it's going to take commitment on our behalf, amen, to begin to reach some of these people. And they're going to need, uh, amen, somebody to lean on. And they're going to need somebody to minister to them, amen, when they're going through struggles in their life so that they can see that there is a God in heaven and he loves them. I pray this prayer a lot too. God, increase, amen, your power and anointing on my life. Amen. Because I know, as Dad said earlier, I can do nothing on my own. I'm absolutely zero. Zilch, not a nothing. Nobody. But I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. But if I don't have his strength and I don't have his anointing and I don't have his power in my life, amen, I'm not going to be able to accomplish what he wants to accomplish in me and through me. Amen. God, increase our power, our strength, and our anointing in our life. The third thing Jabez prays for is for the hand of God to be with him. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory that your hand would be with me. The hand of God is a picture of his power. The hand of God is a, is a picture of his, uh, of his strength. The hand of God is a, is a picture, amen, of, of, his, of his guidance in our lives. It's a picture of his presence in us and with us. It's a picture, if you will, amen, of the pillar of cloud by day and the fire by night that led the children of Israel through the wilderness and into the promised land. It is knowing that wherever we go and wherever we place the sole of our foot, He's with us. I believe it was Moses, Dad, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was Moses that said this, God, if you don't go with us, we ain't going. God said, I want you to lead this people out of, e of Israel, I mean, out of Egypt into the promised land. And Moses said, God, I got, uh, I got one thing. I want to see your glory. God showed him a little bit of his glory. Man, but he says this, he says, God, we need your presence. Because if your presence is not with us, God, it's not worth going. And we're not stepping out until we know Amen, that you're with us. I believe we need to pray as individuals and as a church. God, we need your spirit, your presence, your power, your right hand to be with us in whatever it is that we do and wherever it is, amen, that we go. Amen. Lord, as the old song says, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. I mean, that's, that's showing that we have dependence upon him, amen, and what he uh, 
wants to do in our lives is what we want him to do in us. I'm not struggling against him. I'm not fighting and pulling the opposite direction or trying to get away from the call of God on my life. But wherever his hand is leading me, I'm following. Amen. His right hand is there with me. And it's a comfort to know, amen, that his hand is there with us. Amen. Because we'll know, amen, if he can be, if he's for us, if he's with us, who in the world can be against us? Right? If God be for us, who can be against us? Can somebody name someone or something? Amen. What's the word of God tell us? No angels, no principalities, no powers, no rulers of the darkness of this world. Amen. No principalities, uh, nor height, uh, nor depth. Uh, amen. Nor length. Uh, amen. Nor anything or any other creature can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus if we're holding to his unchanging hand. Fourth thing Jabez prayed for, he says, uh, Jabez prayed to be kept from evil. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil. I won't dive too far deep into this because we talked about this last week. Amen. Jabez is literally saying, God, I'm going to abstain from the very appearance of evil. God, I want you to help me, amen, to stay out of the place where evil has an influence over my life. He's saying, God, keep me from evil and keep me from the evil one. You realize the Lord's Prayer has that in it as well? And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It's not saying that the devil is not going to tempt you, because he will. If he tempted our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he will tempt you. You can bank on that one. What he's saying is, God, deliver me from the evil one. God, don't let me be led into temptation, amen, where I fall into the traps that the devil is laying out for me. But God, deliver me. Amen, from this evil. We need to pray that same prayer, amen, in our lives today. God, amen, protect us and keep us from the schemes and the devices that the devil is trying to lay in our path. God, sanctify me and set me apart. Amen. Maybe we don't preach as much on sanctification these days as we should. We don't think about it or we don't study it. I think sanctification is extremely important in the life of a child of God. You know what sanctification means? It means being set apart, being different, being changed. He said, if you're in Christ, you're a new creature. The old is gone, the new has come. That there's something that God does in your life that changes your very nature. That you're no longer bound by the sin nature that, that once ruled your life but you've been transformed and set free by the power of the cross of Jesus Christ and by the blood that he shed there. He's saying, God, set me apart. Sanctify me. Not only deliver me from evil, God, but God, transform me. God, make me into a vessel, God, that you can use. I love the scripture, amen, and back in Jeremiah, amen, the story, amen, of the potter at the potter's wheel, amen, and he threw, amen, he throws the clay on the potter's wheel, spins the wheel, and he begins to make something. But the Bible said there, amen, but the, that the clay was marred in the potter's hands. 
But how many knows that God can take the clay that's been marred <laughs> and he can make it into something beautiful and he can make it into something that he can use. He can make it into something that is fit for the master's use, that he can take his Holy Spirit, uh, amen, and begin to pour into your life uh, and fill that vessel that you have, amen, with more of his power, with more of his spirit, with more of his anointing, with more, amen, that he has for you so that you can go out into the world and preach the gospel. You realize that's what the Holy Spirit is for in your life? But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you'll be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. I mean, it's the power of the Holy Spirit working in us that transforms us, changes us, amen, into a vessel, into something that God can use. Amen. He's saying here, amen, keep me from evil. Don't let the evil infiltrate my life. God, I don't want anything in there. God, empty me of me and empty me of anything that is evil and God fill it with your presence amen I, I think that's a good prayer amen to pray and finally Jabez prayed that he would not cause pain oh that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory that your hand would be with me that you would keep me from evil that I might not cause pain you see this prayer wasn't a selfish prayer yeah, he prayed for the blessings of God on, on himself and his family. He prayed for God to enlarge his territory. He prayed for God's hand to be with him. He prayed for God to keep him from evil. But do you know why he prayed that prayer? So that he would not cause pain. He took the very thing that people labeled him as. That people said you'll never amount to anything. You're not worth anything. He took the name that should have been something that not only caused himself pain, but was supposedly his destiny in life was to bring pain and sorrow into people's lives. He said, no, God. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. And that you would enlarge my territory. And God, that your hand would be with me, God, and that, God, that you would be right there with me, God, through everything that I'm going through. God, that you would, God, uh, your spirit, God, would be upon me. God, that you would, God, minister my life, that you would keep me from evil so that I could break free from the name that had been placed on my life. That I could break free from the supposed destiny that was placed upon my life so that I won't bring pain so that I won't bring hurt, so that I won't bring sorrow, but God, that I will bring blessing, God, into people's lives. See, the, see, guys, that's the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He can take us, amen, when the world has thrown us away, when, when life has seemingly left us by, when people have said, amen, and, and spoken things into your life, uh, just let me just go ahead and say what they are. They've spoken curses over your life and have told you, amen, that you'll never amount to anything, that you don't have a plan and a purpose in the kingdom of God, amen, that you can't do that because of what you were. Let me tell you something today. God is transforming lives every day, amen, from a Jabez uh, into a blessing. And he can do the same thing for your life. I believe he's already done some of those things in your life. Amen. But we need to be praying, God, amen, fill me. 
God, oh, that you would be with me. God, that you would enlarge my territory. God, all these things, God, I know today that this is your will and your plan and your purpose for our lives. You see, this is not a selfish prayer. I believe it's a selfless prayer. Amen. And there's a lot of people who have given this scripture a bad name. I'll just be honest with you. Amen. You can find them this afternoon if you want to flip them on. Amen. They live in $5 million mansions and fly around in $65 million jets. Preaching the gospel. Amen. They preach what has been labeled as the prosperity gospel. And it's given the blessings of God a bad name. But God wants to bless you. It says in the Word of God, amen, I may not have the Scripture reference, amen, with me, but it says in the Word of God, if I can remember it, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. God desires for you to prosper. There's nothing wrong with prosperity. There's nothing wrong, amen, with those things. And, it, and like I said earlier, it doesn't always come in dollars and cents. It comes in other ways. Amen. But it is okay to pray for the blessings of God upon your life. Amen. And it's, uh, amen. It, it, it brings us to a place, amen, where we're, amen, trying to fulfill the purpose and the plan that God has for us. But he does this. And see, the part that, amen, I believe that we need to get in our hearts that Jabez prayed, he didn't pray selfishly. He prayed selflessly. He said, God, amen, bless me so that I can bless others. So that I don't cause pain, but I bring blessing, amen, into people's lives. Amen. We're not to hoard up the blessings of God and just keep them for ourselves. The parable that Jesus told of the man who built, uh, amen, he had some big old barns. He had a lot of stuff, man. This guy was blessed. The Bible says that he began to look around, and not only was he blessed, but the blessings just kept pouring in and pouring in. And before he knew it, all of his barns were filled up. He had nowhere else to store all of his blessings. And instead of looking around and seeing, hey amen, what can I do with this resource that God has blessed me with, he looked and he said, you know what? I think I'm going to build some bigger barns. And he did. He built bigger barns. And he began to store, amen, in those barns. Man, but the Lord rebuked him and said, thou fool, thou fool. This night, your soul is going to be required of you. In other words, you're going to die tonight. And whose is all this stuff going to be? That'll all be you, won't it? <laughs> Amen. God is not pouring his blessings into our lives so that we can hoard them up and at the end of our lives saying, would somebody please look at all these barns that I filled? He's pouring blessings into your life so that you'll take the resources that he's giving you. You'll take the Holy Spirit that he's given you. You'll take, amen, the, the plan, the purpose, and the blueprint that he has laid out for your life, and you'll begin to put it into action, and you'll reach out and begin to help other people and be a blessing to them. I believe that's what he's called us to do. Last point this morning. Jabez was called more honorable than his brethren. That's how this verse, uh, or this section, these two verses, starts out here. I mean, it says that Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Why? Because of the way he prayed. Because of the way he didn't allow his past to define 
his future. He didn't allow the pain that was associated with his birth, the pain that was associated with his name all of his life to hold him back, amen, from being a blessing to other people. And as a result, as we said this earlier, God granted his request. Now, I can't promise you a lot of things. There are no guarantees in life, and there's really a lot of times there's no there's not a lot of guarantees in in the in the in the kingdom of God. I mean, we pray a lot of times for things to happen, and God doesn't answer those prayers, or God gives a different direction. We don't know. Amen. Understand sometimes the reasons why. But I can guarantee you one thing this morning: if you'll pray this prayer like Jabez prayed, and say, "Oh Lord, that you would be with me, God, that you would enlarge my territory." God, that your hand would be with me, and God, that you would keep me from evil so that I might not bring pain. And you'll pray that out of a heart that truly loves God and truly loves people. God will answer that prayer in your life. He will. We have the confidence in knowing that God hears and answers our prayer. 1 John 5, 14 says this, Now this is the confidence we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. As I told you many times before, God will answer. Sometimes his answer will be no. Sometimes his answer will be not now. And sometimes his answer will be yes. Amen. But we have not sometimes because we ask not. I think God is waiting on us sometimes, amen, to reach out to him for what we need and what we desire in our lives. As I close this morning, I want to I encourage you. Maybe you've been called or labeled something in your life. Maybe you've been told by different people that you'll never amount to anything. I why this, this idea, this thought just kept, all week this week as I was praying and studying for this message this morning, this thought just kept coming back in my mind. I couldn't get away from it. Maybe you've been told that you're not good enough. That the things you've done in your past are going to keep you from what you think God is wanting to do in your life. I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you something this morning. I don't care what you've been labeled. I don't care what you've been told. I don't care what people have tried to define you as in your life. None of that matters. I'm talking to somebody. None of that matters. The only thing that matters is what Jesus thinks of you. The only thing that matters is the plan that he has for your life. He says, I've got good plans, uh, amen, for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. God has a job for us to do. God has a role for us to fill in the kingdom of God. And part of God's blueprint, amen, that he has for us, amen, it comes down to one thing, us surrendering to his will in our lives. Because God's already ordained it. God's already purposed it. He's already planned it. It's up to us, amen, to walk it out. So let me ask you a couple questions this morning. Are you willing to lace up your boots and get to work for the kingdom of God? And I'm not saying nobody's doing it. I'm not saying you haven't been doing anything. I'm saying, amen, in the day and hour we're living in today, we need to be doing more. Brother Tony needs to be doing more. 
Amen. And we all need to be doing more for the kingdom of God. Are you willing to say, let's get to work. Let's be about the Father's business. Are you willing to step out by faith and fulfill the plan God has for your life? Are you willing to step out of your comfort zone? Would you be willing to pray this prayer? Amen. Today, over your life, over our church, over this body of believers. Lord, bless me indeed. God, I want your blessings upon my life. God, when you get done blessing me, just go ahead and bless me some more. God, I want a double portion of your blessing upon my life. God, I want everything that you've got for me. God, enlarge my territory. Stretch me out, God. Take me outside of what my current limitations seem to be in my life. God, and do something in me. I can't do anything of myself, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God, be with me. God, your hand, your presence, your, your power, God, your guidance, God, in my life, be with me and keep me from evil. God, help me to shun those things that are evil, God. God, and hold to those things which are good. Not that I, so I can build myself bigger barns, but so that I can be a blessing to somebody else.